Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question came from Nisi on Facebook. She said, asking the best group on the interwebs, which by the way, she is totally correct about. And you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash what fresh Hellcast. So Nisi wrote in to say, please help this mom of a very smart and savvy 11 year old who is some kind of Jedi master of stalling. He knows it's bedtime. He doesn't want to go to bed. Shocker. But instead of outright complaining, he stalls his bedtime by doing little tiny things to stall the process. He's talking about the weather. He's asking me questions. He's taking 10 minutes to brush his teeth. Pointing out each little thing he's doing in order to stall is annoying and it only makes him dig his heels in more. I love him so much. I know this is probably a ploy for attention, but come on. I feel like we give him a lot of attention throughout the day and in general. What can I do? Well, Nisi, I have been there. And you are probably right about one thing. You might just have a slow poke. And you are definitely correct that telling a slow poke that they need to hurry up can have a paradoxical effect, speaking from experience. I think what you need to do here is be a little bit of a detective, which you are already being when you said you think your son is just doing this for attention. Maybe he is just doing this for attention. Or maybe it's the staying up later. Maybe he just wants to stay up. First thing you want to look at is his bedtime. Look at the bedtime itself. If you haven't rolled it back 30 minutes in a couple of years, that might be what he's ready for. He might actually really not be tired. If he's ready for a slightly later bedtime, if 8.30 bedtime has become 9 and the 9 has become 9.45 anyway, then that's also really useful currency. You could go to your child and say, look, I I think you're ready for a later bedtime. I think you could handle a 9 o'clock bedtime instead of an 8.30 bedtime. But here's the thing. If you want to have a nine o'clock bedtime, you got to do this, 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 and this. It's a carrot that might actually be very helpful that your child can have this every night, but only if he cooperates by moving through all of this more quickly. Maybe his bedtime is where it needs to be. Maybe you can't really move it any later. Something else you might want to look at is doing the unpreferred activities before the preferred activities. It sounds like he's delaying bedtime and the putting on his pajamas and brushing his teeth is the last thing he's doing at night. What if you had him do all or most of the bedtime stuff first? Homework, shower, pajamas, brush your teeth, whatever it is, and then the preferred activity. TV, gaming, time with you, 
None of that starts until all of these things are done. So he could move right from dinner into homework, into this getting ready for bed, and only then the preferred activity. And then the bedtime is still nine o'clock to make up a bedtime. The bedtime's still nine o'clock, hard stop. And of course, those transitions are going to be hard too, particularly if you saved gaming for the end instead of the teeth brushing. The gamer educator on Instagram, also known as Ash Brandon, we did an interview with them a month or two ago. I'll put the link in the show notes to that episode. Ash has tons of good advice on how to take the negotiation out of the ending of screen time because then you're fretting about ending of screen time instead of brushing your teeth. I get it. But moving that to the end and saying the game goes off at nine instead of let's start to go brush our teeth at 8.55 might be really helpful. I think what you need is an external motivator for your kid to move more quickly that is not you yelling. It could be this thing he really wants to do, this preferred activity at the end. It could be a timer counting down. It could be a clock on the wall. It could be the smart speaker playing the same playlist and he has to get everything done by the third song on the playlist. You have to try different things. And he's 11, so the little kid stuff isn't necessarily going to work, but you might be surprised what does work. You suggested that maybe it's time with you and attention that is what he's getting by stalling. In that case, maybe roll back the time when you start the process so that you're not already behind. If you know it's going to take him an hour to get ready for bed and it should take 20 minutes, then have him start doing it an hour ahead instead of 20 minutes. And here's another opportunity to put that external motivation in place. You could say, I'll play Clue with you once you're ready for bed, but we would have to stop at nine. So let me know when you're ready for bed. I mean, totally ready for bed. And then walk away remove your availability to walk him through each step, maybe that would make stalling a little bit less interesting. In all things, it's always useful with kids to figure out when you have a situation that's not working, figure out what can you add and what can you take away. So we've talked about the things you might be able to add. You might be able to add a a timer or another external countdown motivation. You can add an external motivation that's if you get ready for bed, if you're in bed, At nine o'clock, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week, on Friday, we will have whatever you want for dinner. You can add more time to how long you're allowing for this process. You can add that preferred activity time only after he's ready for bed. And then you can add little things like the toothbrush in the downstairs bathroom, my favorite example, which got us out the door 10, 15 minutes earlier for school every morning once I figured that one out. There are things you can take away. You can take away your oversight and your negative attention that's moving him through this process, which probably is part of what's motivating him. You could take away some of your expectations. Maybe it's showering every other night instead of every night. If it's really such a long process, it's slowing everything down. You can take away the preferred activities. You don't get to play on the Switch tonight because this all took so long. Although here it's probably better instead of saying, using them as a punishment and using them as you don't get to have this now, just better to move them afterwards. And then we're out of time. Again, let the clock on the wall be the one that he's fighting with. Let the buzzer, the timer, the quacking duck come the phone, things that aren't you. Because then you'll just get locked into punishing, butting heads about how unfair you are. Finally, you can take away your attention. If you went in your own room and you shut the door and you took the dog with you, would your kid still be up at midnight? I mean, maybe. The answer is definitely maybe, or he might get bored and go to bed. I would argue that you want to sort of work these dials one at a time. Don't change 10 things at once. Have patience. Add something. Take something away. Just try it. Because by doing that each time, you're going to figure out his motivations and his currency, figure out what definitely doesn't work, figure out what's making him tick, and each bit of information you glean will lead you a little bit closer to what is going to work. 
Send us your parenting questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it.